<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. You may know me from Bravo TV's Family Karma and, of course, social media. I grew up in a very conservative Indian family, but I have always forged my own path and live life on my own terms. I recently left my successful career in New York City and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Join me as I spill the chai on my own cringeworthy personal life experiences every Thursday, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hi there, I'm Aliyah Kamalova with teammate Kayleen Holden. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. And while our other co-host and Career Contessa founder, Lauren, is out on maternity leave, we are thrilled to be joined by our guest co-host, Kia Myers-Dugan, all month long. Hello, everyone. I am so thrilled to be on The Females this month as well. And for my very first episode, we are going to be focusing on fear and how it can have an influence on your ambition. That's why on today's episode, we'll be discussing how fear can mask your ambition and three questions to ask yourself in order to determine whether fear is getting in your way. And now this is The Females. So as you all know from last week's episode, Lauren is out on maternity leave. And while she's enjoying her time at home, we get to enjoy having Kia Myers-Dugan join us this month as our guest co-host. You've all heard Kia on the show before, and she's also a career Contessa coach. But let's start by getting reintroduced. So hello, Kia. Welcome back to The Females. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you ladies. So Kia, can you share with our listeners a little bit about your background and, and what they can expect from you this month? Yes. So my background was spent in marketing. I had a 20 plus year career in marketing and I've pivoted in and out. But my last and what I believe to be my final pivot is to be a life and career coach as well as a professional speaker and then obviously a career contessa coach. You know, we have a lot of great topics lined up for this month, but some that I'll just highlight for us here are, we'll be talking about overcoming imposter syndrome, how to show up authentically at work, setting yourself up for success, and much, much more. We're really excited to hear all of those episodes. And I know these are topics that a lot of you want to hear about because we've gotten a lot of DMs and emails about this. So 
I'm really looking forward to it. But let's get into today's topic, which is, is fear masking your ambition? So first off, I want to talk about the ways that fear can mask ambition. Like, what does that actually look like? And have you all ever been in a situation where fear prevented you from going after something you wanted? I'll just jump in because, you know, this comes up a lot with the clients that I'm speaking to and how fear can mask your ambition often shows up as fear of success. It can also rear its head as imposter syndrome, which that's actually one of the most common ways. But then also this fear of seeming like you're too aggressive or too assertive or maybe even just self-serving. I'm curious if any of you have ever thought that. Yeah, it's like there's so many different ways you can identify it. And it's not just like, oh, I'm scared to go up in front of a room and talk to people because I have a fear of public speaking. It's like kind of a self-sabotage. And I guess a lot of it is rooted in judgments about you made by others. We talked about something sort of similar to this a couple weeks ago on the um, indecisiveness episode, which is it's these like, quote unquote, like rules that you make for yourself that you might not even be aware of. But you'll say something like, you know, like public speaking, like I can't do that. I I will die if I try to Mm -hmm. speak in front Mm -hmm. of someone. So things like that that you may maybe aren't even aware of, but when when someone would tell you like, well, do you have any rules set for yourself? Kind of a light bulb goes off and it's like, well, of course I do. And those are really what's stopping me before I even have the idea of being ambitious. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's like shooting yourself down before you even try. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and and you said this about, you know, the judgment. And I feel like for women in particular, ambition or ambitious has been, you know, kind of that unspoken dirty word, if you will, Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're not supposed, and I'm using air quotes here, we're not supposed to be ambitious because the definition of ambition or ambitious is that you are driving for a certain level of distinction or a certain goal that you want to achieve. And that traditionally, I mean, it's changed a lot now just in the last year, right? But traditionally, those are not attributes that are seen or attributed to women. So, you know, think about that book that Mina Harris just wrote, Ambitious Girl, to really normalize Mm -hmm. that it's okay for women to be called ambitious or to call themselves ambitious. Yeah. And it's often rephrased in a negative light for women too. It's like aggressive, all those words you mentioned, Mm -hmm. where it's like, no, you're just going after what you want. And that's fine. Right. (laughs) Right. There's nothing wrong with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And we'll just end the episode there. (laughs) Um, But up next, we do have three questions that you can ask yourself in order to find out whether fear is masking your ambitions. So let's hear that. I'd like to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Public Goods. Public Goods is the one stop shop for sustainable, high quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. Everything from coffee to toilet paper and shampoo to pet food. Public Goods is your new everything store, thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer. Rather than buying from a bunch of single product brands, Public Goods members can buy all of their premium essentials in one place with one beautiful streamlined aesthetic. Seriously, everything looks clean and calming, no bright colors and mismatched packaging. Public Goods searches the globe to find clean, healthy, eco-friendly, and innovative products. 
I'm a big coffee drinker, so one of my favorite products is their coffee filter cones, which fit perfectly on my pour over. I love that it is unbleached, which means that I can toss it in my compost after I'm done with it. So yay, no waste. Also, Public Goods ethically sources and obsessively develops each of their products to be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives common on drug and grocery store shelves. They are committed to making their products healthy and safe for humans, animals, and the environment. In fact, they plant one tree for every order placed and incorporate sustainability into every part of their company. Knowing what's in your products and where they come from is crucial. Small changes in the way we shop can make a big impact on personal health and the world at large. Public Goods uses a membership model to keep costs low and pass on even more savings to their customers. Best of all, you can make your first purchase with no obligation. So join the hundreds of thousands of others who have switched to their new everything store. And good news, we worked out an awesome new deal just for the females listeners. Receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They are so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they are giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. Plus, right now, receive your choice of either a free pack of bamboo straws or reusable food storage wraps with your order. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash females or use code females at checkout. That is P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash females, F-E-M-A-I-L-S to receive $15 off your first order. Now let's get back to the show. Our first question to ask yourself in order to determine whether fear is getting in ambition's way is, which is more important, my goal or others' opinion of me? So this is like, it seems like a simple, straightforward question, but it's kind of a difficult one to ask yourself and be really honest. Uh, Yes, it is. And, you know, because I think you know, we talk about this a lot on Career Contessa of giving women the courage to ask for raise or to go for promotion. And oftentimes, you know, we don't want to upset the apple cart, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you know, you, you have this goal that you want to achieve, but then you're thinking, well, will I be seen as those words that we talked about, too aggressive, too assertive. And, you know, I think back to when I asked for a raise and my boss actually called me entitled. She said, you sound really entitled right now. And, and again, a female boss said that to me and I wasn't even making what my counterparts would, were making. So, um, so yeah, so just trying to navigate and walk that line of getting what you deserve and getting what is kind of like on your vision board, right? Versus, oh, am I going to be called entitled? Like that's still, I still get a little triggered by that when I think of asking for, you know, my worth in situations. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if your answer to this question is others' opinion of me, that's like extra work you need to do too. And Resolve that before you even get into talking about how fear is masking your ambition. I wonder if there's also a way to sort of reverse engineer this. Like, yeah, you use the word entitled or, you know, like aggressive or like asking for too much. And it's almost like you could almost predict that this is going to be the response. So I wonder if you go out being like, all right, what are the like three worst case scenarios that could happen Mm -hmm. if um, I go after this and then kind of wonder if you can solve for those. I mean, I don't have any advice on how to, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not at the moment. <laughs> 
But if you could kind of like knock that like fear part out of it by being like, okay, the worst thing they could do is call me entitled. And and maybe you maybe you beat them to the punch and be like, I believe I am entitled to this and this is why. I love that idea of um, reverse engineering that because that's another way to knock down fear in any mm-hmm. situation of preparing, you know, and I think I said that in an episode that I did several months ago, which is, you know, if you're going to ask for that raise or go for that promotion or prepare to switch jobs or or just completely do, uh, you know, a total career pivot, right, is preparing, okay, well, if someone says this or if this is the judgment that is leveled upon me, here's here's how I'm going to prepare myself. Here's what I will you know, hear my talking points about this. And that preparation, that reverse engineering, which I love that term, is a great way to really kind of take the power away from that fear. Yeah, it just makes it super data-driven. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now you can be like, you know what? I am entitled, genuinely. Logically, I am entitled to so-and-so. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love thinking about it that way too. Okay, so our second question is, am I worried about how my life would change when or if I achieve my goal. And this is also considered, and I mentioned this earlier, this could be considered fear of success. You know how I see this one often come up among like friends or whatever is being in a job that you don't like and staying with it just because it's Mm -hmm. comfortable, just because it's routine, Mm -hmm. but you know that they don't actually like it or like, you know, like I have a friend who like complains a lot, but then are, they are so qualified for the jobs that they do want. But it's like, but I know all my coworkers and I know my routine and like, I know, you know, I don't want to deal with that like process of six months to a year of adjusting to a new company, even though the like outcome would be better for them. Absolutely. I feel like people won't admit that it's a fear of success because that just sounds like silly, you know, like, well, of course I want to be successful. <laughs> yeah. But when you break it down, because, you know, when you have more success, you're more visible, you're a target, so to speak. And so it it makes it easier for people to, you know, level their judgments against you. And so that question comes up of, can I handle this? Is this something that I want to deal with? Can I deal with it? What would I say? How would I feel? And so it's, it's all those layers that people, and to your point, People won't think of it or won't admit to it. But when you start kind of pulling back the layers, that's a lot of times what shows up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then also that imposter syndrome kicks in at like every level (laughs) as -hmm. soon as you're trying to get closer to you know, whatever success is Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. I do think there's a thing that, well, I I can only speak to what a woman experiences because that's what I am. But um, uh, it's the like... (laughs) (laughs) It's that thing of like, you have the goal, right? But then you're thinking of like the 17,000 steps to the goal and like what each of those steps can bring and and what could go wrong, but what could go right. And it's like, you know what? Like, I'm just not going to, it just seems very overwhelming. Like, let me just like kind of stay put. And I guess that's that's success and maybe failure at the same time, or just like a, a fear of like opening yourself up to like a thousand different possibilities that are, you know, that these paths can diverge in so many ways that could be mm-hmm. super exciting. Like Aaliyah, your example of quitting your job, like not that everyone should go out and quit the job they hate, but when you do that there, and I don't think people talk about this so much is there's like an elation sometimes when you quit a job that's like really, really bad. And it's really just like 
destroying your life. There is this like feeling of freedom that like I'm opening myself up to so many possibilities now that like I deserve. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think also, you know, in terms of speaking about how would my life change, there's also like if I put myself in a position of success or like, you know, quote unquote, prioritizing my goals and my ambitions. It's like, how am I going to fail other people in my life like that I'm supporting? Mm-hmm. I think that's another thought, mm-hmm. especially like right now, like working moms, like you do have to like put so much into consideration. And I think like as women, you're constantly considering how a lot of people are feeling all at once. It's like a multitask going on in your head. So that's yeah. like another thing to not feel guilty about, I guess, is like going for success. Yeah. Well, and if I could one more thing, kind of building mm-hmm. on what Kayleen was saying about like the overwhelming options. I remember having a conversation with a friend once and I was talking about the work that I do and, you know, some of the clients that I come across and she was feeling really very much in a rut. And she said, you know, I probably should change my life, but here's the thing. I just don't know that I have the energy for it. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just, I just don't know that I am motivated enough to make that change. She knew what was possible if she did it. She just was, it just was not something that she felt energetically fit into her life at that point. So that's another question that I think kind of underlies this question of like, how's my life going to change of do I have for a life change right now? Yeah. Okay. And our third question is, am I afraid of failing or making a mistake? (laughs) Yeah. This one is just like so real. I feel like all of us were just like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Well, and you know, failure and ambition, the fear of failure and ambition really do live together, right? Because in order to achieve your goals or those levels of distinction that you have with with regard to whatever you're feeling really ambitious about, there's going to be stumbles along the way. There's going to be trials and tribulations that you cross. And that, I mean, that is the whole, that's what is made up of ambition and achieving your goals is you have to have those, those stretch moments, those moments of challenge in order to get to where you're going. You know, if you're not stumbling, you're stagnating. Um, So that is the two go together and you just, you can't have success without mistakes or stumbles. Mm -hmm. And I think we might have talked about this on previous episodes, but some ways to get okay with failing, I think is just to do small things that have little consequences that you can fail at. So whether that's starting a new skill or like going to start play tennis and being bad at it and being okay with like, that's okay. And just Mm -hmm. getting comfortable with that feeling. Mm -hmm. Or even I think we've written about like literally sending an email that's not proofread a million times or like just any little thing that's like get you okay in that mindset of like, see, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And if it yeah. is that bad, it's like deal with it when when it's happening versus thinking about it every day, just nagging in your mind because yes. that will yes. drive you nuts. Yeah. You know, Brene Brown calls it the FFT, right? Like you, it's going to stink the first couple times that you do it. Um, But then the more that you do it, the more you expose yourself to it, it gets easier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I will say that, again, speaking like for women, there is more judgment placed typically if a woman fails or makes a mistake. So you're not like crazy to think that there is larger consequences because there definitely is in comparison to men. I feel like we've seen a lot of like male CEOs just 
make huge mistakes, close businesses, no problem. And they're just back at it again the next month, the new venture. Whereas like a woman, you're like, okay, you're done. You're done with this. And so Mm -hmm. I think that is just like an inherent thing that's unfortunate in many workplaces. But try to control what you can in terms of the small failures and just the mistakes that go into day-to-day practice of work. Yeah. And I think with the failures, I think we give this advice a lot on career contestant and it's a really easy advice to give and not the easiest to follow of kind of like owning your mistakes and, and like leaning into them and just like addressing them right away and apologize or, you know, apologizing if necessary. And then kind of right away being like, well, this is what I learned from this. So this is good. And if you can communicate that to someone else, if, if you need to, then that's always good. Or just, you know, just even saying it out loud is is when you're learning the lessons or, or showing that you're learning. And and yeah. I know sometimes saying something out loud, even if you're thinking it, saying it out loud makes it like more real. I mean, there's nothing worse than making a mistake and then doubling down on it and saying, like <laughs> trying to say you were right. It's just like, that's, it's just going to get worse if you <laughs> try to go down that yes. path. And we've all seen people who have done that in, in mm-hmm. the public eye, right? That mm-hmm. are just like, nope, I'm, I'm going down with this train <laughs> in flames. I don't care. But what I was going to say, again, building on Kayleen's comment of when you say it out loud or when you write it, it makes it real. And that is the thing that can help you to stop spinning your wheels, right? Mm -hmm. It stops that automatic negative thought processing that we often do when we're ruminating, thinking about a mistake over and over again. If you can say it out loud and let it see the light of day, again, it just, it really reduces the power of that moment. If you can get it out of your head, out of spin cycle and into open air. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think writing down the answer to these questions too is also a great way to just track like your own growth on the subject of like checking in with yourself and being like, have I grown? (laughs) I have. Yes. (laughs) It's working. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So just to recap our three questions to ask yourself to determine whether fear is getting in ambition's way is one, which is more important, my goal or others' opinion of me? Two, am I worried about how my life would change when slash if I achieve my goal? And this is also known as the fear of success. And three, am I afraid of failing or making a mistake? Thank you for listening to this episode of The Females. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review and you can even share future topics you want us to cover. They really help our show ratings and that means The Females will get recommended more often to new listeners. If you need some help overcoming your fears and boosting your confidence, check out Career Contessa's newest course, The Confidence Crunch. In just 21 days, this course will have you feeling more confident both at work and outside of work, and we'll link to it in the show notes. Also, check out my new mini course on overcoming your fears on my website, and we'll link to that as well. And lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Career Contessa and Kia at Kia Myers Dugan for daily career advice. And don't forget that Kia is also a Career Contessa coach who you can book one-on-one sessions with. We've linked to all those things in the show notes.